Welcome to Season 5 of Retrain Your Brain. I'm Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang, and it's not enough to know what to do. You have to feel strong enough to do it. I use practical positive psychology tools alongside coaching to create that healthy buffer to the dips of life's roller coaster so you can continue to flourish. And this season, we're going to look at some of those tools. Today's topic is how positive psychology tools can help us bridge the gap between thinking we ought to do something and being strong enough to actually be able to do it. My clients and my students are all extremely intelligent people and they always protest to me that they know exactly what they should be doing. But there is often a gap between knowing it and actually doing it. And that catalyst for taking action is often external. Sometimes you might actually have no choice suddenly. It might be thrust upon you. Perhaps someone else does something and that incenses you into action. Alternatively, when it's internal, it might happen eventually. But why waste time in worry or regret? Instead, choose to spend it in a state of flourishing. And the healthiest way to do this is actually to learn the art of being well. A good way to illustrate where to start and how important the mindset is when it comes to change and making it stick is using the DILTS model. DILTS suggests that change that begins at the bottom of the hierarchy, so that's looking at things like the environment or behaviours. So, for example, if you want to lose weight, you might join a gym, not right now, but you might wish to um, go running or something along those lines. So you change your environment, get up earlier, you go for a run. But change at the bottom doesn't necessarily filter upwards. So you can change your environment, which might change your behaviour. It might make you stronger, so capability is the next one, so that change happens for a while. But we might get bored, things happen, and slowly those changes fade away. However, what Dilt says is if we take the mindset that instead of perhaps fighting fatness, we're actually just simply fighting to be fit. We are a person who gets up early, who looks after their health, We change our purpose, we change our identity, and we change our beliefs when it comes to fitness, then those thoughts are likely to move into action. Now, packages such as the law of attraction might phrase this as having a manifesting mindset. And if that works for you to motivate the change in behavior that you want, great. Just don't spend loads of money on guru courses that you don't need. If it's your thing, there is an abundance of free content on YouTube. But I'd like to give the explanation for motivation using what I know, which is psychology. And that starts with how we learn. Behaviour starts as instinctive and is conditioned and then becomes reasoned and chosen. Let's start with instinct, because as a child, we learn about the world through reflex in a process of conditioning, i.e. we cry, someone comes, and this way we learn that If we're uncomfortable, crying generates help. If we do something and we get rewarded, we'll do it again. If we don't get rewarded or perhaps we experience pain, we won't. Our brains, which notably of the brain, it's the prefrontal cortex, develop as we grow. And 
Without that prefrontal cortex, we're not yet quite capable of the forward thinking, future planning, the executive reasoning that we have as adults. For example, morals, consequences, alternatives. Even before the age of two, we don't even realise that others don't see and think about the world as we do. And the ability that develops is known as the theory of mind. But as we grow, so too does our understanding and the complexity of the pathways in our brain and the prefrontal cortex establishes itself. And we move from reflex and conditioning to a desire or an active choice, reasoning, consequence. So from a learned response, we move to a chosen response. However, it's worth noting that our physical development occurs at the same time as changes in our social world. We go to school, we join teams, we start taking on responsibilities, we're influenced more by people, friends, teachers, with whom we interact. And that influence can also extend to the internet as well as the real world. And as we grow, we become a bit more of a balance between the brain and the body. We may think, and then we do, but we may also still do and then think. Positive change and being able to maintain it actually needs to appeal to both. It needs to challenge the habits which we've practiced for many, many years or which have become comfortable. But in order to make that stick, we actually need to make that conscious decision. Now, traditional coaching methods take us only so far because, for example, we may want to get help and find a coach or see a counsellor or a teacher and they will teach us the practical tools and they will always instill that positive mindset, that encouraging mindset. They'll be our cheerleaders as well. They'll tell us, you can do it, be awesome or great job. But often regarding DILTs, coaches and teachers will generally teach the practical tools from the bottom up. They give you classes, they give you exercises. And as a coach, I do this too. They work with the mind through being a cheerleader And they often help you unpick the barriers and help you to understand what might be holding you back. But they don't always give you the ways of getting past that barrier holding mindset. Practical tools are always hugely successful. And if you see those results, you are more likely to carry on. But results don't happen fast for everybody. So it's really important we in parallel, learn how to be well at the same time. Because when we feel good, even if we're not seeing the results of the practical tools, we are more encouraged to keep on trying. So where does positive psychology come in? Well, as well as the traditional tools that you might be offered, journaling, tracking, reflection, exercises, and the specific tasks given to you within that counseling, coaching session, or fitness class, or lesson, or whatever it might be, Positive psychology focuses on what may be known as soft health drivers by Zaraska. And these drivers are things like kindness, gratitude, friendship. They are a feeling about the overall quality of life. They are a feeling of well-being. And the reason why this is so important is, especially if we haven't had much experience of a positive environment, some of us may actually even need to learn to be well. There's no point telling somebody when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, if that person has no idea what lemonade is, why they want it, or why sweetness is a great thing to have in life. So if you refer to my previous podcasts, you will hear all of the practical tools I use. 
all of them are helpful, whether you're dealing with toxic relationships, whether you're dealing with time management or managing stress, all of those tools will work. But to motivate you into using them, these are the other things I would like you to focus on. And this is what season five is all about. It's getting into a routine of positive psychology practice for yourself. And I'm going to start with the slightly easier ones. Gratitude, kindness and friendship. So here are some tips. Informal positive psychology practices may include things such as taking photographs of moments that you love. And this might include thank yous and gratitude from other people. When I talk about gratitude, it's not necessarily just about you showing gratitude and appreciating what you have, but actually recognizing it when other people appreciate you. It may not seem like a lot, but if you are very used to saying, oh, it was nothing, oh, it's just my job, this practice of simply reminding yourself, you know what? Someone said I was valuable and here is the screenshot to prove it. That can really help you begin to realise how valuable you actually are. Check in regularly with your friends, whether that's by phone or a funny WhatsApp message or whatever it might be. Partly because this allows you some moments of calm, of peace, of laughter, of the lovely things that bring us joy and sometimes an escape from the very things we're worrying about. A five minute chat with a good friend can actually allow you five minutes of headspace. Which also leads me on to our friends are not necessarily our therapists. We're all going through a lot right now, but actually chatting with friends as friends can be one of the best things we can do. Being kind. Now being kind to yourself is of course important, but sometimes just being kind to others can raise our vibe greatly and again, make us feel better. When we feel better, we're more likely to do the things that we know we ought to do for ourselves, even if they seem a little bit difficult. Kindness doesn't need to be expensive. It can be checking in on someone. It can be volunteering. It can be gifting, should you wish. It can sometimes even be not saying something, even though you might have to bite your tongue. A little challenge that I'm going to set you now is the I love my life gratitude challenge. And this is what I did over Christmas. For 21 days, I took a photograph of something that I have in my life, which I appreciate. And yes, of course, this will include people. It will include my pets. But it also included things like recognizing I have heating, my beautiful garden, things like that, which may cause us a little bit of work and they may cost us a bit of money as well. But when I thought about it, I was really grateful to have them. And when we can truly appreciate, and that means see the value of things that we have, things that people say to it, us, and things that we are, that is when we have learned to become and be well. And that's all we've got time for. So for more, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang, for my tried and tested positive psychology and coaching techniques. Go to my website, www.draudreyt.com, for blog articles, which are also packed 
for the practical tools I use. And if you want to book one-to-one coaching, expert comment, or a wellbeing presenter, email me on audrey at clickproductions.co.uk. Make time to invest in you.